This is Patrick and Vanessa Zangardi, and you're listening to Demand and Brand. The podcast where we cover marketing trends and techniques to help you succeed in marketing. All right, another episode, more marketing talk on a Friday. We usually do these on Fridays. It's nice to end the week recording these and kind of dump out our brains, really, in the end. So we do this on a Friday, but... You know, maybe it's Tuesday for you, so happy yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, happy whatever day, but it's nice when we record these on Fridays because I think a lot of stuff comes to light and helps us have really good conversations, especially based on what we've seen and had conversations about during the week. So for me, it's nice to kind of do these recording sessions after we've had time to flex our marketing muscles as I flex my bicep right now. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you know, kind of getting through the work week, talking with a whole slew of people throughout the week about, you know, their marketing campaigns, their challenges, their goals, their aspirations really helps us to, um, I guess, kind of put together some clear thinking when we record these because it's all fresh. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this one's going to be fun, uh, for lack of a better term, because we've put out some podcasts about like marketing trends and introducing demand gen and talking about that versus lead gen and stuff. But today's episode is going to be about all of the ways that we see marketing in air quotes fail, right? All the things that we see and have conversations about and coach our clients through to overcome is these supposed failures or you know things that aren't working in ways that marketing fails absolutely the first thing i think that's that's worth mentioning here is you know failure in marketing isn't actually failing so much it's finding things that maybe aren't working for either your business your target audience um, or maybe it's as simple as you just have too many lines out in the water mm-hmm. and you're not focused as specifically as maybe you should be on the growth and the success that you wish to see. So yeah, um, yeah let's, let's talk about some ways, some common failures we see in marketing and ways to overcome them. Yeah. So I think it's also important to note too, that like, you know, even Patrick and I have tried marketing strategies and tactics that just don't work. But the good thing is marketing, to Patrick's point, is not really like a failure when you try something or attempt something or do something. Reminds me of that TikTok sound. And I don't know if anybody else on marketing TikTok, but it's this girl and it says, we work in marketing. It's not a fire. So that's something to keep top of mind. And it's also important to keep top of mind that like you're not the only person that's tried something, you know our wonderful listeners, you're not the only person that's tried something that just doesn't end up working and is dubbed as a failure. You're amongst wonderful people as well because marketing is so huge. It's such a huge umbrella. It's such like a huge catch-all ocean of things that people either correctly or incorrectly kind of attribute to marketing. And it's also extremely nuanced. So like while it's over so many different topics and tactics and strategies it's also extremely nuanced dependent on the business depend on the industry like you know there's no one size fits all what works for a uh, business in a different you know market 
or maybe even one of your competing competing businesses, it might work for them, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for you because marketing is not prescriptive or off the shelf. It should be specific and strategic to your goals and your business. And so I think the the first thing, or maybe this is the overarching theme to this marketing failures episode, is when businesses dive straight into tactics without thinking about the strategy of the business or the overall marketing goal. And if you go straight to tactics without thinking about why, it could lead to failures just because of maybe lack of planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when we were discussing kind of what we wanted to start with for episodes, one of the things you said, the biggest reason why we feel like businesses fail at marketing is they're being tactical and they're not being strategic. And that is one of the first things we kind of see as like main failure points. So we'll kind of go through the four, and air quotes again, you can't see me, main failure points, areas, things we see from businesses. And then we'll kind of talk about in depth each one of them. And then we'll give you ways that you can kind of combat that or come out of the failure or like pivot or whatever the case may be. So the four areas that we see when marketing fails in businesses, the areas are failure due to lack of pre-work, a failure due to incorrect allocation of resources, failure of taking on too much or too much of the wrong thing, and then failure in lack of experimentation and like not having fun. So I kind of introduced that. Why don't you, Patrick, kind of talk about that first one, pre-work? Where do we see businesses kind of fail with respect to pre-work? Yeah, so let's define pre-work. And I think for the case of this conversation, um, pre-work is less related to, you know, making sure that you've got all of the, you know, creative assets in one place or, you know, it's less of making sure that you've got the calendar perfectly, you know, queued up or something like that, but it's more along the lines of strategy, putting the pre-work in place to define why you're putting this campaign into, you know, into motion. Um, And it's understanding and defining the overall foundation for the plan. Um, So, so the pre-work to, I guess, give it a definition now that I said, this is not what it is. Let's give it a definition. Um, Pre-work should be having a clear brand foundation for your your organization, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. means a strong positioning plan and and great messaging. It means having good visual identity and ensuring that your um, different campaigns or your different assets all look the same. They have a a, a cohesive brand image. And um, as I mentioned a, a moment ago, having strong messaging that not only is you know, technically correct, and that is not, you know, not only is, um, you know, truthful and, 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 and correct, but something that relates to the audience. So if you're speaking to many different kind of audience subsets or, or selling into multiple different markets, you'll want to make sure that your campaigns for each of those are specific and relevant for the market or the audience that you're going after. And you can fix all of these things, right? These are things that just with a little prescriptive work, a little bit of work before rushing straight into um, tactics and and rushing straight into putting a plan into place, you can fix that with putting a strategy and a plan together. Mm -hmm. Um, Understanding of, you know, what other 
companies in your marketplace are doing, understanding how your audience or your customer is interacting with other brands online, that's gonna help you to develop a plan that will be authentic, that will be um, you know, something that is, is easy to connect to for the mm -hmm. audience, and something that ultimately will bring you more return on your marketing spend. Yeah, and that's like that that foundational piece, right? So in the pre-work part of any kind of marketing discussion, you're laying the foundation of your house. And so if you wouldn't go out and build a house on a plot of land without having the right tools, the right resources, so we'll talk about, you know, like the right like wood and nails and et cetera, et cetera, and or the right like understanding of what you're even trying to do, Trying to build anything else upon that is going to not work. And then that, obviously, a random case, be pretty catastrophic as you build and build and build. And eventually, it will just topple over, right? And then it's going to be rebuilding and rebuilding and rebuilding. So when you think of your marketing, setting up all that pre-work, the strategy, understanding what you are even trying to do, where you are trying to go, what part of your marketing is going to drive what, right? What's going to drive sales? What's going to drive interest? What's going to drive brand awareness? What's going to connect? All those things that like we've kind of talked about underneath like the revenue driving portion of a team. We think marketing and sales should be together in that kind of team. All of this lays that foundation so that is so strong so that the rest of it is easier to do. It's easier to have fun. It's easier to look at the data. It's easier to allocate resources in the right way, right? All the things we talked about you fail at. If you start with that pre-work and you set that foundation, I mean, everything else will be infinitely easier. And even if you fail, it could be a minor blip or something that just requires a repivot or whatever the case may be. Repivot isn't a word, but now it is, I guess. So all that to say that pre-work and the failure there is just from lack of planning, lack of understanding, you know, not finding someone to help you if you don't have the right team, you know, all that kind of stuff like that, that comes in that kind of pre-work place. Exactly. And to, to kind of connect this um, portion into point number two, mm -hmm. which is um, allocating your resources, your pre-work is also understanding when things are going to go live or mm -hmm. be you know, published. It's also understanding what needs to be done outside of the marketing team yes, to enable a campaign to be successful. Yes. So um, in, in this fictional example that we're kind of talking about, you know, your marketing team might include technical marketers, people that do SEO and things like that. You may include graphic designers to create you know, the graphical assets for social or for the site. Um, it may you know, also include a writer and, and other you know, kind of various people wearing different hats in the organization. Mm -hmm. But for this campaign to be successful, truly, it has to go outside of the marketing and sales um, you know, kind of departments. Mm -hmm. You also, your, your operations team has to be up to speed on what's going out. Mm -hmm. Because if there's an influx of sales or an influx of opportunities or anything like that, you know, they need to be kept up to speed so that they're able to um, to do their part in the fulfillment and the back end, the back half of this engagement. Um, so to, to kind of pivot this into, or as Vanessa said, repivot this <laughs> into uh, point number two about allocating the right resources, um, let's kind of talk about that a little bit and what that means. Yeah, so the second place we see failure is in this 
incorrect allocation of resources to the right things or not enough resources to something or whatever. And that usually that failure stems from not understanding your audience, not putting yourself in your customer's shoes, but focusing on how you'd market to you as the business or how you think people should care about a message or a marketing campaign or whatever. I think that's a big important thing that you just mentioned is um, going in with an assumption of what somebody wants to hear. Yeah. Where really what we should be doing as marketers is we should be putting ourselves in the in, in the shoes of the customer, those that we're trying to sell to. Because at the end of the day, if our message and our campaign doesn't hit, it's, it's not the customer's fault. Mm-hmm. It's our fault for not truly understanding what they need. Yeah, yeah. And that, that can even tie into pre-work too, right? Because um, understanding your customer audience should come in from your marketing strategy. And that's a whole other probably episode or two that we will do of building a marketing strategy, how to have a good team meeting, all that kind of stuff. That's to come. So definitely subscribe, uh, sign up for our newsletter, follow us on LinkedIn. Here's my plug um, <laughs> to find us there because we will talk about this at length this year. It's very important. All right, so let's talk about resource allocation mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, you know, resource allocation can have many different definitions. Mm-hmm. You know, there's obviously the budget uh, resource and the team, the internal like operational um, resource allocation, but there's also maybe an, another way that we're thinking about that that goes a little bit beyond operational or, or financial kind of resource allocation. And, and that's um, understanding, you know, things like, do we have the right marketing technologies yeah. in place to make this campaign successful? Um, do, do our internal systems and our external systems talk to one another? Meaning, um, you know, if, if we make an update in our email marketing system, um, is that going to you know have a, a a chain of events that we either do want or do not want to have happen because you know we didn't do some proper resource allocation and planning to make sure that our our technologies are working together in the manner that they they really should be. Real quick, before you go too much farther, we've also seen too where people are spending money, let's say on a CRM, but they haven't allocated time and resources to train their sales team on how to correctly utilize the CRM. And then you've got multiple tags and industries and lists and all this messy data because, you know, there wasn't that pre-planning or someone inherited a system or they came into a role and they were picking up pieces, but there was no trade-off. All those things that we see too often as an outsider, there is no allocation of resources that went to that piece of technology to make sure that it was even being utilized correctly. Mm. It's a really good point, and and that's something that could easily be missed. I think. Yeah. Especially as we we kind of mentioned before, these marketing campaigns can't happen in a silo, mm-hmm. you know, with only the marketing team or only the revenue team being, um, you know, kind of in charge of it. These are truly kind of cross-functional teams. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a successful go-to-market and a successful marketing strategy. Yeah, and I think it's also important too, and this kind of ties into the next thing is. The tech stack, which we talk about a lot because we, and you know, in our agency, we do a lot of these types of things for clients, right? Not only do we come in potentially and help them with a website, but then we have these discussions about all these other things that kind of go into this hub and spoke model of marketing that Patrick's dubbed that I love, which again, we'll talk about later, so subscribe. But there is an unrealistic expectation of 
let's say what it takes and how much time it takes to do something. So the allocation of resources, in this case, let's say a website redo or building a website, people may think based on, you know, just a lack of understanding, they're not allocating enough money or time to effectively finish a website or take the time it's going to take to understand how long you would see um, good actual data from AdWords or PPC or all those things, right? Like how many times have we been there and we've been like, you know, three weeks isn't enough time for us to tell you if this PPC ad is truly converting very well because it's just kind of getting through some of the toilet paper that needs to be flushed. Yeah, sometimes, you know, sometimes campaigns take more time than we allow it Yeah. to truly get actionable and meaningful data that we can make decisions based upon. Um, we talk about this a lot, and I think I'll put a pin in this for a future episode, which is actually giving yourself more time when you're creating marketing campaigns. Mm-hmm. For, for whatever reason, I think there's this um, kind of, I guess, thought out there or this preconceived notion that digital marketing is you hit a button today and you start getting leads tomorrow and you start making money by next week, right? And that isn't always the case. You know, you might hit a grand slam once in a while, mm-hmm. um, but, but really what we're out here doing as marketers is we're trying to hit singles, we want to hit consistent singles. I'm a baseball guy. Get consistent singles, getting somebody on base, and you keep hitting those singles, and you keep getting people to score by advancing the runner and getting them to home plate. That's what marketing is all about. It's consistency, and it's about you know playing on a team and making sure that everybody's aligned. Um, and that kind and, of leads into the next thing too. Yeah, so I'll kind of conf- I'll finish that. I'll complete that thought by saying. Um, because of this notion that you can create an AdWords campaign and send somebody to a landing page and then get you know leads kind of overnight, people expect that. And sometimes if you don't get enough leads, whatever that enough may be in your world, by you know 10 days into a campaign, you, you dub it as a failure when really you just may not have given you know the respective algorithms enough time to learn what your campaign goals are to find the right audience and to drive the right type of traffic so you know patience yeah. patience and consistency is going to be something that we will always uh you know kind of urge and and recommend our clients to follow um but not to drone on too far about that um we can talk a little bit more about taking on too much or maybe just doing too much of different things that aren't related, which is another common challenge that we see. Yeah. So before we cap that off of not allocating the right resources, which actually ties into what you just said, is understanding what you're trying to do and make sure you have the right people in place for that. Because oftentimes we see, you know, we work with a variety of different internal um, marketing champions and organizations, and they are just so strapped down because someone said, well, you can come do marketing but they have so many different things that they're expected to do that they can't effectively do any one thing. And then the case happens of, well, we told you to do this, you didn't get results in a month, and then now let's pivot to this thing. So you can't get a handle on it. So I guess exploring what kind of marketing support and help you need, what you are trying to achieve and get a realistic understanding of how long that takes. Because for instance, as I scale up and do more and more you know, help our clients and new clients with social media and things like that. 
that is such a job in and of itself to task somebody internally with that while, you know, being website development, being a marketing champion, sitting in sales meetings, like, you know, I mean, that's like a 120 hour a week job for one person, right? So going back to understanding and the pre-work and the planning of what are you trying to achieve? How are you going to get there? What's it going to take? And realistically looking at what can I do and how can I support the people that are part of the marketing arm of the revenue team to give them enough space to do what they need to do to see success. So with that, I'll end that. The way to fix that, prepare, plan, strategy, marketing strategy. I feel like I'm going to get that as a tattoo sometime. Marketing strategy is the winner. So it's that pre-work, it's the understanding, and it's the kind of the exploration. So kind of segueing into taking on too much or the wrong things or whatever. That is the next area that we see people fail is they try too many tactics too quickly. They burn out. They don't work. They et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I could go kind of on and on. Yeah. The, the taking on too much is just so endemic in marketing. Mm-hmm. We want to be on every platform possible. We hear TikTok's big, so we run to TikTok. Mm-hmm. We... We hear, you know, YouTube has launched YouTube Shorts. We run to YouTube because they're competing with TikTok now. We hear you need to be doing... Instagram Reels. Yeah, you need to be doing Reels. You need to be writing blogs. Wait, no, blogs aren't working anymore. Now you need short-form content and you need to have a community. So you build a community site and then you have to be doing trade shows. But it's not really about being at the booth. It's actually about the customer engagement. So you do the happy hours and the coffee networking. My head's spinning. And then you have to have an online store. But if you don't have the online store that's connected with your CRM, then it's not the point. And you get the drift. Like there's so much (laughs) out there that's related to marketing. It's easy to be pulled in a thousand different directions and never actually get anywhere. And I think it was episode one where we talked about um, in marketing, really what we want to be is we want to be specific Mm -hmm. and we want to go after depth. So I would rather a client or us to be one mile deep and like one foot wide instead of one mile wide and one foot deep. Mm -hmm. So it's depth over breadth. breadth. Mm -hmm. Um, And so doing too many different, you know, social media um, accounts is really hard to manage. Mm -hmm. And in some cases you do need to be on eight different platforms, but in some you really don't. It's about your customer. Mm -hmm. And so you know, we really always go back to understanding where that customer is spending time and, and how do you do that? Well, no surprise, you do that by doing customer analysis mm-hmm. and competitive research mm-hmm. prior to starting your own campaign or pro- prior to allocating budget or time to a specific method, whether that method is, you know, what social media channel or what, you know, communication platform, email, text, etc. we're going to be using to communicate with our audience. And that will give you all of the insight that you need to make a decision on, you know, maybe we put more money and more time into Avenue A and less money and less time into Avenue B. It all comes down to understanding where your customer is and where you can make the biggest impression upon them for the least amount of money Mm -hmm. and the most amount of results. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you nailed everything there and I think the trap that businesses get into too is you made a point of it like oh, you have to be on TikTok you have to be here you have to be here blah, blah blah there are some things if you study trends and forecasting and you you know we obviously read these types of things because we are 
asked and we are the people that should know these things. But it's understanding what is a trend that's like actually trend in our quotes again. What's a trend or something that's going to stay and do the metrics and the data support that, right? Yeah. So, or is it a flash in the pan? Yeah. And it's not to say that flash in the pan type of things may not get you some quick wins. So we're not saying don't do it. And that's kind of like the fourth one we'll talk about in a few minutes. We're not saying don't. But if you have a strong foundation and you have the right allocation of resources and you're not taking on too much and you're looking at the data as you should be and like understanding you know, you may not have 50,000 followers, but you may have 5,000. But if you're getting shares and you're getting bookmarks and you're getting saves on TikTok and things like that too, that is the kind of data that you want to kind of support that to know you're doing the right thing. And then on the reverse, looking at certain marketing strategies and tactics and being like, you know what, this isn't working for me and being okay with cutting it off to then potentially restart it in the future or reconvene or abandon it completely, right? Like marketing is fun and it should be fun. And the fourth thing that we're going to touch on here as we, you know, have the last few minutes of this because we don't like these to be too much longer than 30 because no one's going to listen to longer than 30, although we are very entertaining. <laughs> so I will give us that. Um, the fourth thing that we see businesses fail at is like not experimenting and not having fun and not trying new things and just kind of like seeing what else is out there the death of creativity is doing things the way they've always been done mm. and oh, i thought we were gonna end the episode on that done <laughs> just yeah, we can see you guys <laughs> um <laughs> uh all right bye y'all we're done so overall a lot of failure in marketing comes from just doing the same old thing that's always been done and not taking time to explore mm -hmm. creative, unique, fun, engaging ways to get your message out. And, you know, I know this is coming right after we just said, don't be everywhere all at one time or don't try every campaign, you know, under the sun at, at the same time. So I don't wanna kind of go right against what we just said, but it is important to know what is, going to be the next kind of big thing or what's going to be the next kind of you know campaign tactic tool idea that might help you just make a little extra headway yeah and i think too if you have all the other things in place that we've talked about the three areas that you can you know fix these failures in you'll have the time to have fun you'll have the time to you know, give yourself a, a hour every week and just like see what's out there, read marketing news, right? And see what's going on and then be able to take that and explore it to have fun because as marketers, I mean, we're creative, we're artists, we're thinkers, we're, we're doing all these things. And when we're so focused on like, we have to get the data, we have to do these things. Like you said before, I mean, that's what kills creativity is saying, well, we've done it this way before. So don't abandon your tactics and strategies that have been working, but work on ways to add in some of those fun types of things. Absolutely. It's all about customer experience. In And this isn't just in marketing. It's not just in business-to-business -business marketing. It's not just in consumer product marketing. It's just in general, in all businesses, it's about customer experience. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we you know really like to remind ourselves, but also remind our clients about is, Customer experience starts at the first time they have engaged with you, whether mm -hmm. that's the first time they saw an ad or because somebody shared you know, your LinkedIn post with them or whatever. 
all the way through you know the the sales process and the fulfillment process is that customer experience and if you can find ways to be creative unique engaging and inject a little bit of fun and life into that process you'll delight your customers and give them you know a little bit more reason to like you yeah and then you'll have your your finger on the pulse for some of the things that are kind of trending i watched a tiktok of all things earlier today on i think it was a grocery store somewhere in europe that started for $1 delivering Coke and something else in the meta. Hmm. So I didn't fully look into it, but they thought, hey, this is kind of interesting. Like, you know, we kind of see more and more and more Web3 meta, digital experiences, creating your own digital reality, right? How those are all going to intersect all in our life in a decade or 15 years, 20 years from now on the mainstream. And they already got in front of it and they're like, well, let's just see what people are going to do. I'll go back to my coach example. Coach said, let's make a virtual shopping experience on their website to help people feel like they're shopping, right? So these businesses have taken it upon themselves to explore and to play and to see what's going to surprise and delight their customers and make them innovators and forward thinkers and really carving out a space to be true authority figures in the future. And all that comes from the experimenting and being willing to do that. But these businesses, like for instance, Coach, I know more about that, has a very strong marketing base. They're very consistent. If you go look at the emails you get, if you subscribe and all that stuff, it's very, very consistent and it has been for a long time, which is why Coach has been able to work through all of the ups and downs that they've been in business. So there you have it. We really have kind of weaved around, you know, the the ways that we see marketing fail or the ways that we see organizations fail as it relates to marketing. But really what it comes down to, I think, to summarize it is it comes from a lack of planning. Mm -hmm. It comes from a lack of understanding your audience. And it comes from either a lack of play and creativity or an unwillingness to do something different. Mm -hmm. And... In marketing, if you're able to really focus on those things, I truly believe you'll see success. Yeah, absolutely. Especially now when you can move even faster and there's a lot of things coming out like, you know, the artificial intelligence and all that kind of stuff coming out. You can move a little bit faster, which is nice, but don't forget the foundation of everything. If you start with that strong foundation, you will you will be able to build those levels and levels and levels as a huge skyscraper. So I want to thank everybody for listening. We're having a lot of fun with our podcast. We hope you are enjoying the things that we're talking about. So make sure that you subscribe. You can find us now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all your favorite streaming podcasting services um, under the Demand and Brand Podcast with Patrick and Vanessa Zangardi. You can also find out more about us on our website, conveniently, Zangardi.com. Um, find us on social. We're heavy on TikTok and Instagram under Zangardi and Zangardi Studio. And then find us on LinkedIn. I'm Vanessa Zangardi. Patrick's under Patrick Zangardi. And honestly, ask us questions. Send us a message. Connect with us. Follow us. As you can see, we're here to give it away. So if you have a specific question, we can answer it or make it into an episode so other people can learn as well. 
Absolutely love that. I think that would be a fantastic way for us to kind of open up the conversation and help more people. Yeah, we're also queuing up people to be on our podcast so that you will learn even more about all things related and intersecting in marketing and demand and, you know, um, demand generation and branding and things like that. So definitely stay tuned, but make sure you subscribe and sign up for our newsletter to make sure you don't miss a single thing coming from us. We'll see you soon.